Daria. Hey, Jenny. Hi, friends, and welcome back to Hotel Vicarious. How are you doing today? I am good. Season two has arrived. I know. What did you think? What were your uh, immediate thoughts on the premiere? The dog. <laughs> oh, the dog. That was like a lot. That was like, I was just like, oh, we're doing this? <laughs> yeah, I as soon as I saw the pigeon, I kept saying to my husband, I was like, oh, something's going to happen with the dog. But I thought that maybe the dog was going to like knock the ball away from the yes. goal. Like I thought it was going to be. That is also what I thought was, <laughs> or he was going to distract Danny yeah. from getting the goal. Yes, I was expecting some sort of like comical tackle <laughs> something. I was not expecting death. Yeah, I was not expecting that at all. I was like, oh, what did happen? Like, I, it was like a, it was an actual, like, verbal, like, like, I couldn't even help myself. That aside, I really loved the premiere. Yeah. I, I thought it set up a lot of things really well. Pretty interesting. I have some hesitancy around some of it, but I am hopeful. Yeah. You know, what about you? I just, like, really missed the atmosphere of that show. Yes. Like, there's just something so warm about it that, like, as I was settling in on the couch, like, getting ready to watch it, I was like, oh, I missed, I missed this. Like, I missed these characters. I missed this little world that they've created. And even after this, like, brutal dog death, I was like, you know what? So glad Ted Lasso season two is here. I'm ready. Yes, yes. I'm into it. No, I agree. It was, it, it definitely feels like, you know, when you like put on a favorite sweater and it just like fits just right and it's worn out in just the right spots. And it definitely, definitely felt like that coming back and seeing all these characters that we've grown to love in the first season. So it was really good. Yeah. I liked it. It was it, it definitely satiated the, like, the sort of hunger for these characters and for this world, like you said, and, and just seeing where everyone's going to go. And also, honestly, it benefits from, like, great timing because everything I've been watching is done now. <laughs> so I have, yeah. like, full attention span for the next few weeks for, for Coach Lasso. So why don't we do a little high-level summary? Yeah. So AFC Richmond is in the championship league now, and it seems like things are going better, but not great. All their games have been ending in a draw, and uh, the episode opens with Danny, uh, played by Cristo Fernandez, as we just mentioned, uh, accidentally killing uh, the team mascot Earl, a greyhound. (laughs) And the fallout of that incident prompts the club, despite Ted's kind of surprising hesitancy uh, to hire a sports psychologist. So they bring in Dr. Sharon Fieldstone, played by Sarah Niles, who immediately kind of has this tension with Ted, but she seems incredibly confident in her own right and really isn't afraid to say so. Yes, I I did love that sort of. She was just like, are you good at your job? I'm twice as good as you. I (laughs) I loved loved that. that. That was so good. And then we also see how Roy Kent has transitioning into his retirement. And Rebecca, who is finally putting herself out there as she starts dating again. God, what a horror. (laughs) I know. Cannot even imagine. (laughs) (sighs) So do you want to maybe talk about our favorite moments? Yes. Oh my god. I feel like even in just the first five minutes of this episode, it was sort of just 
straight out of the gate with like really good stuff. That moment at the press conference after oh, Earl's death. I mean, leave it to Trent Krim to like ask <laughs> yeah. the really hard hitting questions that like no one else really of wants course. to talk about. Mm-hmm. But that story he told about Hank was just, I mean, that's yeah, what I love about this show. Heartbreaking <laughs> and like tear inducing. Yeah. But it was so, it was so good. Yeah, there's that, that like quote towards the end. It's funny to think about the things in your life that can make you cry just knowing that they existed can then become the same thing that make you cry knowing that they're now gone. Jesus Christ. I mean, we're like five minutes in and I'm already like feeling a little overclamped about (laughs) what's happening. Well, first they killed a dog and now they just killed a second dog. It's like there's a lot of dog death in the first five minutes. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that Ted Lasso (laughs) is going to be on doesthedogdie.com now. I did not think that we were going to have to think about that trigger warning, but we do. I've lost it. I've lost the plot, guys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It was just, it was such a great, it was such a great quote. It was such a great moment. And I liked that it kind of, for lack of a really bad animal pun, it kind of neutered the press a little bit to be not so annoying as they have been to Ted. Yeah. You know, and I, I thought that was kind of interesting. And they, they all kind of just really kind of, they, they didn't go back to their usual sort of annoying questions, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, he's he's beginning to really win them over. I think they I think so. are beginning to understand what to expect from him and that he's going to kind of give you these like really genuine moments. He's not going to come up with some sort of manufactured statement. He's not mm-hmm. going to brush them off. He's going to really answer that question. And you kind of have to be prepared for what that answer is going to be. Yes. Yeah, so true. So I think one of my, one of the other favorite moments I know we spoke about as we were getting ready for this episode uh, was Ted's definition of girl talk (laughs) when he's in Rebecca's office. Yeah. uh, Talking about her new boyfriend, Bo, that she's seeing. John, I think his name is. A basic name for a a basic man. (laughs) Yeah. No, no offense to any Johns out there that might be listening. (laughs) oh my god making friends we're making friends and gathering fans like no tomorrow Uh, yeah no I just I loved it because it just perfect definition is perfect oh yeah like honestly he's like I think he says sometimes girl talk can just be blabbing away about stuff and nothing has to really change and no one has to solve anything yeah it was amazing that's it yeah it was it was really good and I just the other part of that scene that I thought was really funny is that that quote was I think girl talk I think it was like tip number two or whatever and the, the first one he says is like sometimes it's just like girl listen (laughs) and I thought that was quite cute I thought that was quite it reminds me too a lot of like conversations I have with my husband and you know we've been together for you know almost six years and and I have these moments where I just need to like get something off my chest I just need to talk I don't need any response and I don't need a solution so we've gotten (laughs) to the point now where Mm -hmm. if I'm really stressed out about something or upset about something and I need to talk it out he goes okay do you need a solution or you do you just need me to listen because if you just let me know right now I can, like, Uh better prepare Uh myself for the next, like, five minutes of of ranting. And it helps. I understand. Yep. That sounds very familiar to things that happen in our house as well. (laughs) (laughs) I just need you to be an ear. I do not need advice. Thank you. I love you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it's so true. Uh, I mean, I think... 
I think what's especially fun about that moment with Ted and Rebecca is that, like, season one, we didn't get to see this side of Rebecca. She was, like, very no. closed off. And now you have her, like, giggling with Keely in her office about, like, text messages and what to say and what not to say and flirting. And so it was a really kind of fun moment. And it makes that double date. Yes. <laughs> with Rebecca and Roy and Keely and... Poor John. Poor John. Just that more, like, entertaining to watch because the buildup between Keely and Rebecca is is so clear. Yeah. So to see it play out the way it does is, like... So true. I know. hard it to is. watch. It is. He's so terrible. Like, he's... But, I mean, he, I mean, he's not terrible. I mean... He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's just fine. Yeah. And, and I think that is probably, I mean, if you guys follow us on social, you'll know that this was our favorite moment of the entire episode. Yeah, this was Roy's killer. Roy's speech. Mm-hmm. Roy's speech to Rebecca. Oh, God. It was so good. I mean, and again, it's like, we talked about this in the last episode where Roy becoming the love interest was a little bit unexpected. So to oh, totally. now have Roy be this like... I, I don't even know. Like, he's that friend you need to, like, give it to you straight and, like, tell you exactly what's going on. That scene was just, everyone needs a friend like Roy when they're, like, dating someone Honestly, new. Everyone needs that it's friend. so true. It's absolutely true. Yeah, I just, I just love that when he's like, don't you dare settle for fine. It's just so good. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, when he's talking to her, he says, you know, you deserve someone who makes you feel like you've been struck by fucking lightning. When I was thinking about that and he's, you know, he's talking about Rebecca, but he's also talking about himself. Yeah. And how Keely probably made him feel. That's what I, that's what I kind of, as I was watching the show, I was like, oh, I love that because, you know, he's, he kind of always settled for fine or maybe not even fine you know <laughs> yeah, that knows? poor rolex you know oh god <laughs> but yeah no i just thought i thought that was it's kind of a nice sort of little moment and you can kind of tell by keely's expression that she knows that she gets you know it what I yeah mean? there's she gets that it. little flicker of realization on her face yeah, she knows. I liked that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I thought I really, it was such a great speech and like really just well done. Well done by Brett Goldstein on that delivery. And it was just so good. Because it, it I can't wasn't. I can't say enough about it. It wasn't mean. You know, like when you hear, mm-hmm. when you're out with a guy or a girl that you're dating and you want your friends to tell you how they feel, like it can get messy. But he was like a little aggressive, but in a supportive way. Yeah. Yeah, like he wasn't uh, saying anything bad about the guy. He was just saying, you know, I don't know. I think you can maybe strive for a little bit more. Right, exactly, more. exactly. It was just like aggressively loving. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Roy Kent, Which is like king of the aggressive kind of, love. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and we all need that. We all need it. For sure. And I think, and what was really great about that moment is that Rebecca, you know, she's putting herself out there for the first time after a pretty crazy divorce with a guy who really emotionally abused her. I mean, I don't think she understood what was left or right when she was in that marriage. So for her to be Mm -hmm. online dating, yeah, for her to be actually going out on dates because you know I've done my fair share of online dating that never really leaves the phone because it's like oh god I don't know Mm -hmm. I think there's such an amazing courage in that and it's gonna be interesting to see who she decides is good enough for her because Rupert wasn't Mm -hmm. Mr. Boring John Mr. Fine John Fine John he wasn't you know so Mm -hmm. I am really fascinated to see 
who the show positions as good enough for Rebecca. You can just say it's Ted, <laughs> Daria. We all know you want to say it's Ted. <laughs> Listen, I am a gentle Ted and Rebecca shipper. I mostly just want to see them make out like once or twice. I know. I don't know if a relationship makes the most sense, but sometimes you just want to like like Barbie dolls here's, like mush their faces together once or twice. I know. Yeah, I know. Just like now kiss. Yeah. No, here's the thing. I know I said that I didn't like the idea of Ted and Rebecca last week. However, I'm going to caveat my statement by saying I just want Rebecca to live her best life. <laughs> and if that involves Ted, it involves Ted. <laughs> I'm going to get you. I'm going to convert you by the end of this season. <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. But no, I do. I just want I just want Rebecca to be happy. Dude, I know. I know. Seeing her smile so much this episode was, like, amazing. I just loved how positive she was. Yeah. Like, she was, she has so shown so much growth since last year. And I just thought it was one of the, I think one of the, one of the big, sort of examples of that was when Ted comes into her office and Keeley's there and Higgins is there and they're all drinking and Ted is like down in the dumps. They've just got another, I think it was another tie. Yeah. They've just killed a dog yeah. <laughs> and you know, and she's like, don't worry, we're fine. It's like, doesn't she say we're sorry, still undefeated? <laughs> yeah. It's I think so. such a beautiful spin. On the whole, <laughs> whole season so far. Yes, it's so true. And I, I think it's just, I thought it was so, I thought it was such a huge move to make Ted the least positive person in the episode. I know. Except, except with the maybe exception of Danny Roja. <laughs> Poor Danny. Poor Danny. I know. I know. I mean, I think, you know, we've been talking a lot about like what we want to see out of this season. And, you know, it's the first episode. So any sort of like arc analysis you know I mean we're gonna kind of have that as the season goes on but Mm -hmm. with the time jump from season one to kind of see where we left off in the season one finale to where we are now Rebecca just sort of is is leagues above and beyond almost every other character yeah she feels so different and I'm so excited for it but I'm so curious to see where it goes because she was sort of the driving antagonist of season one. Yeah I mean (laughs) that's true for the plot absolutely. And now she's like like, the cheerleader. The cheerleader I know and I exactly and you know I think you're right she is totally different but she's also very much Rebecca Mm -hmm. but in this like this way that I really love her so much more. Yeah. (laughs) Like and not that I didn't love her last year I mean I'll I loved her being a badass bitch before, trying to take down the team. It's a Scorpio in me. But I, I you're right. I, she, She's so great as the cheerleader. But yeah, it will be very interesting to see sort of what her arc becomes this this season and I'm I'm wondering if maybe it's a little bit like her trying to cheer Ted up. It's her trying to, you know, those little moments every morning like that kind of thing I wonder if it's going to be a little bit more of that and that would be I think a pretty cool sort of juxtaposition from the previous season yeah it'd be a nice little role reversal to kind of put them in each other's footsteps put them in each other's shoes not footsteps (laughs) I just used the word juxtaposition and I'm not even sure that it was correct so that's fine you gotta love recording at almost 11 o'clock at night (laughs) on a Monday it's been a long day for us (laughs) very long Oh, God.
gosh. So the other, so I think a really interesting example of someone who has not shown a lot of growth this season so far is Roy. He's kind of stuck, I guess you could say, sort of. I mean, he's he's obviously transitioned into retirement. He's no longer on the team, but... (laughs) You know, he doesn't really seem like he's doing much. He doesn't seem like he wants to do much. Yeah, he's real stubborn right now. Yeah. And I I also really, really want to know what his retirement speech was. I know they keep hyping it up. And if I'm not drowning my own tears when they finally play it, then I'm going to be really disappointed. (laughs) I know, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, I... (laughs) I just, I don't know. I'm trying to think about, like, I think it would be kind of boring if they made him a pundit. Yeah, I I know that Keely was trying to be supportive, and I love that for her, because she obviously wants him to do something yeah. big and new and exciting. But unless he's just yelling at the other pundits and being his usual, like, brassy self... I, I don't see that like this being a good move for him. I think he'll feel really stifled. Like I I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I just I unless I mean I and I trust them that they're gonna do an amazing job with him. But I'm just like I don't like not knowing, but also I love not knowing. <laughs> I will say we have to give you a really brief shout out for predicting Roy coaching kids. Ha! Yes. I know. When I was watching the other night, I was like, shit. Jenny was right. Like, of course. <laughs> yeah, I just I just had a feeling, given what we saw with his niece and, you know, that kind of little, that little relationship. And, I mean, we loved it. We love it. And it was even, it was so great in this episode, too. It was so, I just loved it so much. Him swearing at a bunch of, like, nine-year-olds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so good. And I just loved, like, I don't know. I just love Phoebe. Phoebe's, like, one of my favorite characters. (laughs) I know. That little girl has, like, the least amount of screen time, but it is so memorable. When she, like, (laughs) when she took out her little notepad and was just quietly counting every single time Roy said the F word. (laughs) Yep. So great. It was, God, child actors, man. I hope that's, like, a little running joke that the tally just, like, keeps going up and up and up and up as the season goes on, because that would be really funny. Listen, 1,236 pounds. (laughs) That's a good amount of money for an under (laughs) nine-year-old. Right? Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So do we want to talk, like, just some quick highlights and lowlights? Yes. Yeah. I think we we sort of touched on the highlight of seeing Roy as a youth soccer coach. Yes. I think that moment where he's yelling at them and calling them little pricks is so funny. Especially the don't eat the peels, you animals. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. just says a lot about these little girls. Honestly. That was, that was kind of amazing. Yeah, it was. It was so great. I thought one of the other... <laughs> One of the other really funny, like, moments for me um, was Roy's reaction to seeing Jamie on the reality TV show at Yoga. That was amazing. Also, like, followed on by the fact that all his yoga moms want to, like, bone Jamie. (laughs) I know. Just that moment of being like, ooh, yeah, and his face. I think the running gag of Roy dealing with his uncomfortableness by asking repeatedly for more alcohol um, was great. Because he did it at that yes. date 
with Rebecca he did. and John. He's doing yeah. it with the yoga mums. He's like, just top me off. I can't deal. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. Uh, it really is. But also putting Jamie on a like Love Island knockoff is fucking hilarious. Brilliant. But I'm dying to know, like, did he get kicked off of Man City? Like, is he not playing football anymore? Is he just a reality star? I know. It's odd. It's so strange, but also so perfect. Oh, he's like the perfect reality TV star. Yeah. I I just want him to become a little mini celebrity on top of being a football celebrity. And I just, right? I want to see him everywhere. I just want to see him popping up everywhere just to annoy the shit out of Roy the entire season. So That's true. All I want. Yeah, it, it will be really interesting to see how Jamie interacts with the rest of the cast and like based on where he is. And yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Oh, another moment that I thought was really cute is when Ted, there's sort of two parts to this. When Ted tells Coach Beard that he's feeling uncomfortable um, about the therapy. Mm-hmm. I loved I loved that. That was kind of a continuation of last season's sort of, you know, two male friends coming to each other with their actual feelings and actual problems and actually wanting to talk about it. But I also really loved the Hamilton reference. <laughs> Of course. It was a good, I mean, they really slide in those, those little references. Mm-hmm. They're very sneaky about it, but then you catch it and you're like, ooh. Yeah, it was great. It was so great. But I really did think that that was, it was a really interesting conversation. And I mean, like you said earlier, we were kind of surprised by Ted's hesitancy. Yeah, I, I just wasn't expecting that because he is so open and he's very much the kind of guy who's like, let it all out. Let's be honest. Let's get all on the table. Mm-hmm. So for him to be... Reluctant about therapy was, it threw me a little bit. But I guess it's kind of an interesting twist on who he is because, you know, he can't be perfect. No, there's gotta exactly. be things about him that he's gotta, you know, work on a little bit. Yeah. So. And, and I, I think it was kind of interesting to see sort of that introspection into his marriage, you know, pre-divorce and, and kind of maybe a little hint or two as to like what's going to happen going forward uh, with him and Dr. Sharon. Yeah. I am, I'm really hopeful that we're going to get a Ted therapy scene because at least one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause strangely we know a little bit about him, but like all of his life preceding his move to the UK is, is we're pretty much in the dark about it. Yeah. And I, I would love to kind of get more insight into really what happened between him and his wife. Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of talks about it briefly, about his, like, optimism was, like, bothering her, which... There has to be more to it than that. There has to be more to it than that. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. I would love to see some sessions between them. Oh, just back to one more thing. You had mentioned Danny. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> let's give it up for Crystal Fernandez because he was so good. So good in this episode. I mean, every line delivery was perfect. So good. Just wa- him standing in the shower, crying about washing the death off of himself. Crying, praying, all of the above. And then the like beautiful moment where he wakes up from the nightmare, screaming football oh, yes. is death, but it pans up and you see he's in bed with two women. I know. I loved that. It's like Danny's just like drowning his sorrows and <laughs> like, come on, dude, you can't be that depressed. You got a bed full of women. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was pretty hilarious. Um, I'm also he, just he glad we got so more of him. 
because yeah, we didn't absolutely. really get too too much of him last season. So I'm I'm really excited to see what we get from Danny Rojas for the rest of mm-hmm. season two. Yeah, me too. I do have one point that I think I've been thinking a lot about. We touched on it previously with that conversation between Ted and Coach Beard and how open Ted was about kind of the the things that stressed him out about therapy. What I love about this show is that it doesn't rely on the miscommunication trope. Yes. These people talk about their shit. Like the things that you can solve with a phone call, those sort of jokes we make about other shows. Mm-hmm. This show does that. Like when Keely calls Roy and immediately apologizes for pressuring him into the pundit job. Yes. Yeah, that was so great. That could have been like five episodes of some of them being like mad at each other in a different yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. Like that could have been that kind of like tension in their relationship, which is the laziest kind of storytelling for couples in television. Absolutely. So the fact that she picked up the phone and apologized and he immediately got really sexy about it. (laughs) It's so true. I can't. I know. I was like so happy that they had that conversation and then it went a completely different direction and... Leave yoga, Roy. Get out of there. (laughs) Leave the yoga mums and go hang out with your girl. For our sake. I mean, yes. But also the fact that he got to see Jamie on TV was, you know, a soothing bomb to... Now imagine... (laughs) Imagine Roy swinging by Keeley's to wake her up later. And instead of the reaction she's hoping she gets, it's going to 100% be Roy <laughs> complaining about Jamie yes. on Love Island UK. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Amazing. I love that. <laughs> the other thing that I kind of hope, and I know it's the first episode, so I'm, I'm hesitant to even bring this up, but I really want to see a little bit more of Keely doing things for herself and not just being like the opposition to Roy's refusal to move on in the next phase of his life. And I know that's coming. I I do know. But I just, I thought it was like, there was like a lot of it in this first episode. Mm -hmm. Not that I hated it. I didn't. I really like it. But I also, I also really like Keely like doing things for Keely. Yeah, it, it it's gonna be really interesting to see what her personal arc is going to be this season. Because if it is just wrapped up in Roy, we're gonna have some words. Yeah. With the writers. I agree. Speaking of writers, I have to say that I think one of this episode's MVPs is Brendan Hunt, aka yes. Coach Beard, for an incredible job writing this episode. Some of my favorite quotes we've we've shared earlier. Just so good. So, so good. Uh, yeah. Well done. I especially love, and again, to go back to that pub scene <laughs> with Ted and Beard, Mm-hmm. You know, and Beard is talking about Ted's Ted's big speech about how all people are different people. Yes. I love it. I love I need it. it. Tattooed on me somewhere. Yeah. Like write it on my face because it was just so perfect for that moment. Yeah, this this episode had a lot of just really shockingly beautiful lines yeah just like snuck right in there you know I mean one minute you have May the pub owner talking about (laughs) pissing and shitting all over the floor and then you've got coach Beard really speaking big truths to Ted so yes and all of us emotional whiplash is why I love love this show. Yeah, I agree. It's like I think you said in our first episode, it's it's so got so much heart. It's so wholesome, but it's got such a great edge. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly an example of that. 
Yeah. And who is our second episode MVP? I think it has to be our boy Roy Kent. Yes, a hundred percent. Because because even though he's being his usual like stubborn <laughs> prickish self, mm-hmm. he had some really strong moments this episode. I mean, first of all, the hiatus retirement beard curly hair combo. Ooh, love it. I love it. It's a good look. He should keep mm-hmm. it forever. <laughs> Just his like general ease with children and like knowing how to deal with them I love that it was so great he's so good with Keely he really is he is he honestly is and I love them together so much and that scene of course with Rebecca I don't know he's just he's very much his own person and he doesn't really care what anyone thinks about him and he's always gonna like speak his truth Mm -hmm. he's gonna do it in a great way like yeah it's true it's true and, and it's in a su- sometimes a super surprising way. Like, I will, I will admit, like, I was surprised at, at his speech to Rebecca, but it was so good. So good. But so surprising. And it's it's kind of like, you know, as we were surprised in season one that Roy kind of became the sort of romantic lead for Keely. Again, he's just, they just come out with these, like, um these little nuggets of surprises from Roy. Um, and it's just so great. I just love it. Yeah, he's definitely in the running for like Ted Lasso sex symbol for me, which oh, I never would have oh, no. predicted. If you didn't know, like. <laughs> he's definitely there for me, like right away. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, no, that's it. I'm not even gonna pretend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we all saw that scene between Keely and Roy on the phone. <laughs> so true no one can see my face right now but i'm smiling real wide guys (laughs) real big real big (laughs) god so do you have any last thoughts god i just don't want to see any more animal homicide (laughs) let earl rest in peace let us not harm any more adorable puppers please Mm -hmm. my heart can't handle it neither can Mm -hmm. danny rojas's (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We finally got him back to a good place. Yeah. Though I I am curious to know how Dr. Sharon fixed him so quick. Yes. I know it's probably TV magic, but I mean... that was one session and then bam! Football is life. Football is Again. Life. Football is life and death. Football is life. Football is death. Football is football. football. <laughs> I love it. It's so great. But yeah, interesting. We'll see. It will be... I think it'll be like a good sort of... I hope I hope she's here for the whole season. Basically, I, ho- I yeah, hope. Yeah, I, I want to see her stick around. And I want to see I want to see her arc not be related to Ted's arc. If I can, I would like to see her be sort of her own person and see and see the character develop. And of course, there's going to be some sort of I feel there's going to be some sort of you know she helps Ted grow and perhaps he helps her grow in some way. But I would really like to see that we we actually get to see sort of a a nice well-rounded character and and an arc in Dr. Sharon. I hope so too because you know the immediate vibe I got from her was very business Mm -hmm. very serious has no time for anything other than professionalism which is great as a therapist that's 
That's good. Yes. You want that in real life. But also maybe in a TV show, you just want to see a little bit more than that. So Yeah, I think they're setting us up for some good moments. That's the hope that I have. Yeah, I'm excited. I am so happy that it's back. I love I love that my Fridays are going to be with, with Coach Lasso for the next few weeks. Me too. So nice. It's a nice place to be. Yeah. Speaking of places to be, where can they find us, Daria? <gasps> you guys can find us at hotelvicarious.com or on social at Hotel Vicarious on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. New episodes weekly, available anywhere you choose to listen. So thanks for checking into Hotel Vicarious. We hope you enjoyed your stay.